From the Middle Age Mama Studios in Austin, Texas, I'm Hillary Livingston Butler, and this show has everything. It's Thanksgiving week. The butterball is defrosting. We put on our stretchy pants, and we're ready to talk some turkey. Opinions on the actual bird, the preferred method of preparation, and obviously, the Macy's Day Parade. Joining me from the very important at this time of year Stick of Butter Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Ann Lundholm. Hi, Ann. Hello, Hillary. I have the shopping list made out for the Thanksgiving desserts. Showoos. How many sticks of butter are on there? Um, I don't know. I figure if I just buy uh, three pounds, that ought to yeah. do it, right? I think three so. Three boxes? I think so. Yeah. It's my usual good. week. gnawing on butter Mm. (laughs) and you heard him from the short-lived garden view studios in albany new york short live short-lived i don't know it's bobby pape hi bobby thought you were talking about my arteries after the last comment (laughs) (laughs) i really meant that as a you know uh precursor for garden view but it did sound like i was describing you (laughs) maybe it's it's short-lifed yes yeah (laughs) Bye, Bobby. <laughs> I mean, I hear there's a butter shortage, so you better get it all. What? I don't know if that's true or not. Excuse, but... es- excuse me. <laughs> Zootaloo, I've missed it. <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. You know that's my favorite character from The Little Mermaid. I That's my favorite song. I know it, it's. It, I used to do it all the time because it's like the only one that I can <laughs> sing that doesn't sound horrendous. He 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 ho ho ho. Sorry, right. I was too busy being distracted <laughs> by being aroused by a half woman, half fish. <laughs> no, I just was interested in Sebastian and the French cook. Um, okay, as usual, we'll do small talk, mailbag, medium talk, tea she recommends, and how you can get involved with the show. Um, I'll take, take us into small talk. Um, I was not on the show last week because, not because of the reason I'm going to talk about, but I just, it's, you know, I... <sighs> I'm getting into that like season where, and it's like all a cell phone. Like everything I am doing is a cell phone. One, having children, that's a cell phone. Two, like planning excursions with my friends, that's another cell phone. Because I don't bake in enough time for me to like take it down a notch and chill out for a second. And I really need that. Like I need my like restoration time. Anyway, so like I went to Seattle, then it was my birthday weekend slash Halloween weekend. Then it was, I went to Oklahoma and then last weekend we had a variety of things. But so the weekend before last, I went to Oklahoma with some girlfriends, Missy, friend of the show, Emily, another friend of the show, and then some other friends. Your traditional girls weekend out. I know. (laughs) Yes. I've been before at this place called Broken Bow, Oklahoma. It's really beautiful there. Um, I, growing up in Texas, I think I had been to Oklahoma, I don't know, maybe three times in my life. It was just, I mean, I grew up two hours from the border. It was just like, what's there to do in Oklahoma? Not much, but Broken Bow is really beautiful. It's sort of in the like South East, a little bit North. Anyway, it's about three hours from Dallas. So, um, Bridget and I flew up to Dallas, which Bridget was like, ooh, I love flying up to Dallas. I'm like, this is not happening again. Like, this is too expensive to do on the regular, but I was just not about to drive six hours. So we flew up to Dallas on Thursday night. She hadn't seen my parents for a little bit, so she stayed with my parents. And then my girlfriends and I drove to Oklahoma on um, Friday, but they were all working and really couldn't get off until about 2 Um we kept saying like, oh, it's going to, it's going to be beautiful on Saturday and Sunday, but it's going to rain really hard, like maybe damaging rains on, um, Friday. 
And everybody was so eager to get out that we were like, fuck it. Like, let's just fucking go. So there were two cars of us. Uh, we left a little bit earlier, drove through. My friend Taylor, Taylor, if you're listening to this, I don't think you will. She is a kind of an asshole driver. I mean, in, in a way that I admire in that, like, she's a competent asshole driver. Like, sometimes she'll be, be with somebody here, like, is a speeding jerk that like you're like i'm not sure that you know what you're doing taylor knows what she's doing she's just are you sure you're not just describing a good driver (laughs) well she'll ride people a little bit more than i'm comfortable with doing but you know yes and she has her anyway so she's driving like a bat out of hell we're getting the the radio is cutting in like there's you know tornado warnings we just fucking go we go through it there was a point where Taylor said, I don't, I can't see anything. And I was like, we are not really in a rush. You can pull over if you need to. It's okay. And she was like, no, I just want to get through it. So we get to Oklahoma. We get to the cabin, which was lovely. It was really beautiful. It was a really nice place. Missy and Emily were behind us. They text us and said, we are stopped. I think there might have been an accident or something. We're stopped for like 30 minutes. They couldn't get through. Um, I, I luckily have Missy on one of those like, on find my so I could track her and I could see she was about 30 minutes out and then we're watching the TV and it's like there's a tornado get into a place where like there are no windows and Missy and Emily are driving through it we have just escaped it there's one room that could kind of serve as every this cabin is like full of it's all windows everything has a window so there's one (laughs) little cubby room that we're like maybe we need to go in there meanwhile we're like drinking of course like Mm -hmm. it'll be fine just take Um, your wine go light on in the bathtub (laughs) it'll be okay um yeah there was Missy and Emily finally get there we they had to cross over like low water crossings this is how much we wanted to escape our families that we were like it's fine we'll drive through a tornado it's not a big deal um, they did get through. Everybody survived. But when Missy and I were driving back on Sunday to get me back to my parents' house to get Bridget, there were like, tr- I mean, trees mowed down. I like, I can't imagine. I cannot believe that we drove through it. I, we're just fucking dumb. We're so stupid. <laughs> we're so stupid. But it ended up being really fun. It was a great trip. Beautiful. Sa- Saturday was like 55 degrees the trees were turning it was there was a hot tub it was great but uh yeah i'm i'm 44 and i still make very dumb mistakes and that was one of them but it was fun it was worth it i'm trying to remember a movie about driving through a tornado in oklahoma (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i don't know everything turned out totally fine in that though right (laughs) yeah there were no cows in my scenario so (laughs) cow it is amazing, though, at our age, you still, you look back and you're like, well, that was a bad decision. I know. Why did I, why did I do that? There are things that I don't do anymore that I'm proud that I don't do anymore. But that one was a, yeah, that was a, that was a poor, poor choice. The the best choice I made, though, that night, it was about, you know, we all get there, we're eating. Well, we tried to go to the pizza place to get some pizza before, and they said, <laughs> We're closing down to shelter in place. We're not serving pizza anymore. So we just booked it to our to our Airbnb. And so all we had were, we had plenty of food, but it was like charcuterie business. You know, it wasn't like actual real meals. It was just whatever, meat and cheese, which is fine. I want to open a charcuterie business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... You know, seeing as though we were just eating charcuterie stuff, uh, the margaritas hit me a little bit quicker than I thought that they were going to. And at about 930, I just like I was proud of myself because this is how much of an adult I am. Yes, I was a little drunk and I took myself to bed, but I go on autopilot. I woke up the next day and I was like, 
I'm so proud of myself. I washed my face and took my contacts out. Like I just knew it was like, Hillary, <laughs> take your vitamins, take your contacts out. You're going to be really mad if you don't have your contacts out in the morning. I did all of it. And I was, I, but I took myself to bed at about 9.30. And they were like, you just Irish exited the, the whole situation. <laughs> and I was like, I got to go to the bathroom. Good night. <sighs> well, good for Sometimes. you. Yay. Small victories. Um, Bobby, you also drove through some weather. To a less fun destination. Well, I mean, I don't know. Is Buffalo less fun than Oklahoma? No, I'm not saying Buffalo. I mean, the situation that you were going into. What's this? I'm sorry. I'm totally changing the subject. But what's all this about the snow coming to Buffalo? Oh, well, I mean. I thought of you and I was like. Actually, so. Oh. um, There there is a a massive. This will be. No, this will be old news by the time you all hear this. But. As we are recording this on Thursday night, there is a an apocalyptic thunder snowstorm coming for Buffalo. I love thunder snow. Like, I mean, not to drive in it, but right. So, not like a little snow, but three to six feet over the course of twenty four hours is supposed to land in Buffalo, which is, is a lot even by Buffalo standards. Mm-hmm. There's a perfect weather thing, like a perfect module of weather of some kind coming over Lake Erie that's going to amplify with like massive lake effect. And so the the color charts for the snow depth looks like a just like somebody gashed Buffalo, like right <laughs> off of the edge of Lake Erie, just just swung a sword at it or something and just Yuck. bam. Yeah. So people, it hits hard and fast. It looks like a like a hurricane landing. Yeah. People Ooh. don't quite get like Minnesota is not as snowy. As you would believe, I mean, believe me, we get our fair share, but we just have dry air that's coming, has swept down through Canada and across North and South Dakota. So there's not actually a lot of moisture, but when it leaves us, it goes all the way across the Great Lakes. And then when it gets to Western New York, it's just loaded. Yeah. Yeah. So they're saying 36 to 48 inches, maybe more. It's like with global warming, like uh, when the heat maps go so far into different colors that mm-hmm. the red is not the hottest anymore because they've run out of red <laughs> it's shades. purple. Yeah. It's purple, and now it's just brown, and then it's just white. Like, the next one, they just went with white hot. So I drove from Albany to Buffalo last night because I had the pleasure and honor of appearing in housing court this morning on behalf of <laughs> Fair Lane. <laughs> As we continue to navigate the process of eventual uh, renovations next year, which are desperately needed and necessary, um, uh, the the ninety year old structure is crumbling and and it needs a lot of love. Right, not your of... house specifically, right? The whole lane. The the house is fine. It's the common property that connects all the mm. houses that's the problem, and that but nobody course, wants to spend money on. That has been the problem for decades, yeah, and so it's gotten worse and worse and worse. Uh, and as, as some of you know, and I think I've mentioned here before, I'm a sucker, so I'm the president of the HOA, essentially. <laughs> I wouldn't accept anything less from you, of course. Well, I'll be really blunt here, and if anybody from Mayfair Lane hears this, they'll know it's true. I joined the board because they wanted to spend even more money to tear it down and replace it, and I was like, no, 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 no. no. Uh, so this is purely me protecting my investment. Um but, but wait, uh, how? But have a, there aren't that many houses? How do you need a board? There are twenty-one houses. Oh, that's more than I thought. I thought and it was like six. A, <laughs> <a board. laughs> like, can't you just talk amongst yourselves? 
We are a democratic republic. We are a board of nine elected to three-year terms. Um, and uh, yeah, it's because... I don't know why, actually. I, I don't like... I mean, this is... Uh, by the way, this is a special episode, everybody. We didn't really get into that to explain how this is going to work. Right. But well, we will uh, when we get to medium talk. Well, yeah, we'll get there when we get there. I'm not worried about that. But uh, Mayfair Lane uh, Inc. is a nonprofit entity that is the owner of the common property. And the reason for that is because when Mayfair Lane was built in 1929, 1930, um, uh, HOAs weren't a thing yet. Like they did not really exist. And so this, this cooperative arrangement of everyone buying a 4% stake of a nonprofit was the, uh, the way that they figured that out. But it's different because all the homeowners, we, as uh, when I moved in, the lawyer who lived next door at the time said to me, you own the dirt under your house. So like that little plot of land that is yours, that is just as if you owned a house, like a regular house. It's not, it's not an HOA. It's not a condo. You own it. You're responsible for it. You know, if one of your slate tiles on your roof cracks, that's your problem. (laughs) It's not an HOA problem. Uh, But the, the common property, we are essentially all co-owners and to manage that, it is a co-op, basically, with a board. And so there are nine of us who are on the board. And for years and years and years, they found those nine people by figuring out who stepped back the slowest right. of the 21. Yep. Uh, but yes, a long, long history of people uh, preferring to delay maintenance uh, or, say, put the maintenance money toward emergencies instead of toward proactive maintenance. And so we're cleaning that up now. But the long and short of it is... Uh, uh, the inspector's office has uh, had it with us, which I think is fair. And they would love to condemn Mayfair Lane, but condemning Mayfair Lane would mean nobody being able to get to their, their front doors. Mm. So that would be problematic. Yeah. Because those are the only entrances to the house and the two doors on the front of the building. But so, on the other you hand, know. you could then take it all out and just put in a people mover like at the airport. Wouldn't that I feel like be that would better? cost marginally more than replacing the lane. <laughs> Come on. So, Dulles could do it. Y'all could do it. <laughs> the, very, the very short version. Well, Detroit has one that goes through buildings and nobody uses it. So uh, the very short version is there was talk of tearing it down because people thought it wasn't worth saving. Then we brought in some experts and they said, actually, it's not as bad as people think. And so it can be saved. And so now we're saving it. But the deal is um, this would have happened this summer, uh, but for COVID, it took so long to get bids from subcontractors over the winter last year because no one knew if there was going to be a world. Right. You know, like the markets were so volatile and, you know, steel and concrete were crazy. And so by the time we got the bids, it was too late to start construction season. So we've delayed this project one more year, which, of course, to the city is like, oh, OK, you're delaying it for the 30th consecutive year, basically. And so I had to go uh, grovel for our chance to have a few more months before they shut us down. And they, they acquiesced mostly. Um, but uh, yes, I, I drove the four hours from Albany to Buffalo to stand up in court so that I could help make our case along with our lawyer that we deserve a few more months and that it's safe enough. So, uh, yeah, any excuse to get to drive in late at night, stay at a stay at a Spring Hill Suites in the suburbs because I had enough points to cover it. Uh, not fancy. No, no, Spring Hill Suites, not fancy. It has the word suites in it, but... Um, I yeah. know. I, I think the word sweets is more often a red flag than not. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's not like uh, extended, say, America sweets, but <laughs> you know, it was fine. And then, uh, yeah, I went in this morning and 
as I noted to some friends this morning, uh, this is no insult to people in Buffalo City Court. Like, there's all sorts of things going on. The floor that I was on is the same floor as small claims. And a lot of people, like, trying to not get thrown out of their homes and, like, shit happens. And it's just a it's a depressing place to be. Yeah. I was dressed in, you know, relatively nice business apparel. There were more people dressed in Bill's gear than in mm. suits today. Interesting. I mean, you know, listen... What if your what if your judge is a uh, is likely a Bills fan? <laughs> yeah. Well, exactly. Uh, so it was fine, and then uh, and then I drove right back because the thunder snow is coming to Buffalo Ugh. tonight. Ugh. I popped in on my colleagues at the Buffalo Philharmonic, my alma mater, uh, for a few minutes. I swung by their <laughs> offices just to say hi before I left town. Never and not yo- hustling. Well, Yo Yo Ma was supposed to play a sold out concert in <gasps> Buffalo tonight. No. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, I was in the room as the uh, final edict came down that oh. was going to be moved to May. <laughs> oh, that hurts. Yeah. Was he? Really... I, I mean, he's coming from the city. I mean, New York City, I assume. So. No, he lives in Boston, actually. Oh, he does? Oh, I didn't Actually, know that. that's not true. I should say he lives near Boston. Oh. Well, <laughs> he lives in Cambridge. So, I mean, was he? Was he? He wasn't there yet, was he? I, I assume he might have been because he may have come in the day before to practice. I mean, I, he wasn't he wasn't at the office like I did not see Yo Yo. I've met him a few times, not to brag, so like it Ooh. wouldn't be the biggest deal if I did see him. But, um, you know, again, he lived in Cambridge. Like I put my did music in Cambridge. It's a small town. Um, they had to, yeah. But it's just funny. Like I texted an old friend of mine who used to be the box office in the box office at the BPO years and years ago, and. When we were there, Long Long got delayed because he had the flu. Oh. And rescheduling those concerts sucks. Yes. Yeah, I bet. People are uh, all ready for him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God yeah. bless my friends in the box office in Buffalo today. <laughs> dealing yeah. with 2,700 patrons. What a pain. Yeah. So, yeah, Thundersnow uh, and I was like, nope, I'm getting the fuck out of town. I'm going to yes. start driving east. <laughs> and I, I drove through a little bit of snow on and off, but nothing bad, nothing sticking. And I uh, made it back to Albany where we're going to see zero, zero inches of this Thundersnow. Okay. So, but yeah, three to six feet, they're saying tomorrow. And we'll see, see how much of it actually lands. So by now you'll hear this, you'll know. My guess is that there will be power outages and all that. And so Southtown's getting hit worse than the city. So bet if you're hearing this, that means you probably have power. That's great. Yay. Good. We're thinking about you, Bet. Um, and, oh, go ahead. No, I was just thinking, uh, speaking of our favorite listeners, uh, like Bet, you're all yes. my favorite listeners. Yes. I just drew a heart on my chest. Uh, t- to the mailbag, because we have feedback from our favorite listeners. I we just do. made the heart shape with my, with my fingers. Oh, mm-hmm. that's like, you're such a teen. Anna. I am. That's the are. Cool. Uh, no cap. You are cool. Uh, <laughs> no cap. <laughs> that's a Bruh. wholesome. Bruh. Bridget did call me bruh the other day, and I was like, no, I'm mommy. It can't be bruh. You can tell, you can say slay to me, but I'm not bruh. Um. All right, we got an email, yay, from Lindsay Lemon, which I always wonder if, like, she hears, like, the Liz Lemon comparisons ever. Oh, I had never thought about that. I don't well, hear... I mean, I mean, I, I just, I don't know Lindsay really well, but I do know that she's very smart. Yes. Um, she's a little quirky. Um, she uh, loves uh, Snuggie. <laughs> um, and uh, she loves cheesy blasters. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> Who among us does not? Oh, there you go. Well, uh, Lindsay sent the trifecta. She sent a note, an email to us, some pictures, and a voicemail. So 
she wins today. Uh, Lindsay says, I promise I won't inundate you with pics. Just wanted to share that one of my son's outfits and my Halloween costume, uh, which he put together for me, steampunk engineer complete with all the trappings and then some. He began acquiring all these various accessories and pieces, basically the moment he emerged from the womb and really has a talent for putting things together. We agreed that my husband's store-bought costume is very lame in comparison. I'm still waiting for him to pressure for him to feel pressure to conform to dress norms, but no sign of that just yet. I do feel slight sense of shame having sent the trifecta of voicemail, email, and pegs, but I was excited to share with my imaginary pod family, and it was hard to stop that train. Love and good wishes to all of you, Lindsay. It was very sweet. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll we'll uh, play the voicemail here. Hello, T-Shears. This is Lindsay from Montana, and I'm talking about the Michael Keaton episode when he talked about how Jeremy used to wear Shakespeare pants. I think that's what you call them, Christy. And I just felt the need to share that my son, who's, he'll be 10 the day before Thanksgiving, um, just took off for the antique store with his dad to go look for some treasures. And he is currently wearing red um, I think he'd probably call him, oh shoot, good thing he's not here to give me a hard time and get caught, I don't remember the word. Um, you know, like peasant pants, you could call them Shakespeare pants, they're puffy, they're red, they're a shiny material, with uh, his fry boots, which are way cheaper than the adult boots, just FYI, um, a kind of kimono type robe and a Mongolian winter hat um again he's 10 and just for the record he was homeschooled during COVID he goes to school now and thankfully they have a no outfit dress up policy um but he wears stuff like that everywhere we go and I know Renee can in Aurora can attest to this because she's seen some of his, the outfits that he puts together. But, um, yep, um, breastplates, chain mail, um, any kind of outfit that he's ever had from any other culture in the world. Basically, whatever he can get his hands on. Ribbons around his neck, Victorian stuff. Anyways, I could go on and on. And the other thing I wanted to say was about um, parking at a gas station. I think it depends on where you live too. If you live in a city or in a suburb and you only have, you know, four pumps at the whole station and it's tiny and it's right in the middle of the city and it's a pain to get in and out of, then yeah, I think to move your car makes sense. If you live somewhere where you you have really large gas stations or you just don't have the population, then that's kind of another um, story. So anyway, just wanted to weigh in on that. And Jeremy, you did become an awesome adult. And if my son is like you when he grows up, I'll be extremely happy. I'm sure Mike could think of a few things to say there. But anyway, I always love to hear from people who went through interesting phases in their childhood because my kid is definitely very, very too extra very all right love you guys thanks sorry this is so long bye it just warmed my little heart thank you Lindsay. 
No, a really and nice voicemail. The pictures are fantastic. Yes, he they are. Certainly has. Now, I was a little bit unsure if this was an everyday outfit, the picture <laughs> that she sent us, or a Halloween costume, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, She yeah. said, just wanted to share one of my son's outfits and my Halloween costume, which makes me think that this is standard everyday wear, in which case... Yes. Dang. That, yeah. That is also the impression I got. Very yeah. nice. Yeah, it's very cool. I don't know that I would find the rough particularly comfortable to wear all day, but if he's into it. Yeah. You know, be an individual. Mm-hmm. It's way cooler now, I feel like. I mean, there's always going to be pressure to conform, but compared to like when we were kids, I feel this is the one thing about the internet that I think is a good, does, does us well, is that kids are exposed to different things so it's not just like oh in my little town like everybody wears this i'm sure there is a lot of that but i don't know they're exposed to different weird things and that's good yeah i was trying to come up with the name for those shakespeare pants from the voicemail and um <laughs> breeches mm-hmm. right but but if you google breeches now mainly what you get is girls who look like horse girls oh gosh right? what about pantaloons that's what i was gonna say pantaloons <laughs> i wanted to know about pantaloons i didn't try googling oh yeah, this one okay this is just a girl's butt like you can't sell it that way <laughs> now i look like a creep for googling this uh trunk look hose. like one speaking of being a creep trunk hose was the other thing that came up oh yeah oh, most God. of these pantaloons are definitely undergarments rather than overgarments. right, right. Mm. so over pantaloons I don't know maybe he can come up with a a new name what are Elizabethan men's let's see how well Google can really do pants call this is going to be awful because all of my Instagram ads and Twitter ads are going to be for pantaloons now (laughs) breeches a knee-length pair of pants or trousers common in the 17th century. I guess they are breeches. And on 21st century horse girls. Well, yes. <laughs> Obviously. But, like, uh, not not the actual horse Because, like, when I was a teenager, my babysitter was a horse girl, and she wore jeans. It's not yeah. the girls who are actually riding horses. It's the girls who look like they're riding horses. Right. right. Well, but, it, like, the, like, I don't. When you're competing and you're doing English style, I think you wear those, but I don't know if yes. you wear them while practicing. Practicing. Right. Yeah. But why are they wearing them to school? That was my question. <laughs> I'm, I'm also finding something called Galagaskins, loose fitting breeches common to the 16th and 17th centuries. Well, that's more Elizabethan, right, Era? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is what. Yep. I think you nailed it. Galagaskins. Oh. I gotta figure out how to spell that for the show description. G A L L I G A S K I N S. We're learning so much on this show. I know. See, look at this is what happens when the listeners engage. <laughs> exactly. You help us learn. <laughs> um, speaking of which, we're gonna move on to the Facebook answers to our question of the week. Uh, what is your uh, least favorite popular dessert or which popular dessert do you despise? Uh, Jennifer says, since I choose dessert over all food, can't really say I despise any. I think that's fair. Yeah, really do. she does love dessert. She really does. It's my sister. She loves dessert. Mm. Um, John says, I don't feel strongly enough to despise a dessert. Well, maybe I should have said 
don't like. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> uh, a dessert, but I have never been fond of pecan anything. However, I went to a wonderful waffle restaurant where uh, here, which had candied peaches on a couple dessert waffles. Uh, did it say peaches? I think maybe he said. Mint. It said peaches, but I think maybe auto corrected. Yeah, pecans. pecans. Uh, I want to live in a world where things auto correct to things I don't want to eat to things I do want to eat. <laughs> Uh, on a couple of dessert waffles and enjoyed them immensely. Maybe I'm growing up. Maybe you, you know, are, I, John. My mom always made pecan pie uh, for Thanksgiving, and I never really liked it that much. But I do like a if it's really minced, I like it, um, and I like it when it, there's chocolate in it. I that's when I I don't hate it. I'll like we were talking before. There's not really a dessert. Mine is like I don't really like fruitcake. My dad loves it, um, but. But there's nothing I won't try. I'll try something. There's nothing I want to throw out. Mint chocolate chip ice cream. I know. Interesting. It's it's the fake mint. I realize we weren't to the part where we answered the question yet, but since we're getting into that, like, it's something about that. Like, I like mint, like the natural flavor of mint, Um, but I just, mint ice cream doesn't doesn't do it. Something not right. I get it. It's an affront to God. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I was yes. just trying to lean into that. So the, since uh, the question of the week was what? the uh, Do you despise? Yeah, so. I hate it. Um, Caroline, for, for strong language around here, can I just put a, a button on the pecan pie thing? Is I don't, I would say it's not a choice that I would make. Um, partly because I don't have an emotional connection to it because that's not one of our family traditions. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. we weren't a pecan pie family, pumpkin and apple. Um but I do find the corn syrupness of it is a little hard to get over for me. Yeah. Well, you famously made butter tarts. I know. Well, they're good. Yeah. <laughs> I think of yes. butter tarts is basically just pecan pies without pecans. Without but... the pecans. Yeah, but they're really, yeah. I don't know, they're small. I think the, the ratio of pastry to corn syrup is higher Which for is a butter why tart. I eat a dozen of them and then... Wake up tomorrow wondering what happened. <laughs> Where did all the butter go? Um, okay, Carolyn says meringues, any kind of meringue. Often they are mushy or damp, and even well made, they don't really taste good to me. Yeah, meringues are hard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, difficult, not hard. Yes. Sometimes sometimes they're crunchy. Yeah. I think I think a meringue is supposed to be crisp on the outside, soft on the inside, but sometimes they're too crisp on the outside. Yeah. Um, Joseph says rhubarb pie. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not fond of rhubarb. I, in fact, I love strawberry rhubarb. Like I, re- I love strawberry pie, but nobody makes strawberry pie. Everybody makes strawberry rhubarb mm-hmm. pie yeah. oh. because people use rhubarb as the filler. And yeah. Um, Bridget got a um, expander, like a palate expander. It's like a you know before she gets braces. And it seems like a torture di- device to me. I mean, she's doing okay with it. and But Dave has to, like, turn it every day to, like, tighten it up. I don't know. I'm Ugh. not involved in that process. Um, so the first couple of days, she's doing better now. But the first couple of days, she really can't eat anything gummy. And, like, really chewy stuff is, is a little bit tough for her. Um, but so she was like, you know, what's really helpful is um, yogurt. Like, yogurt works. So she was like, I like 
this is my daughter, like very specific. I want Greek, strawberry Greek yogurt. And I'm like, okay. So I go to HEB and I'm like, okay, we're going to have a taste test. I'm going to buy one because I'm not going to buy a whole bunch of something. And you're like, I don't like it. Um, so we bought a whole bunch. But yeah, there were a lot of, of the hippier varieties of Greek yogurt. There were, they were always strawberry rhubarb. And she was like, I don't like this. Yeah, mm-hmm. All right. Fine. When you said palate expander, I was like, so you like enrolled her in a course where she can learn how to be a pig eater? You know, it's a culinary class that I'm learning annex. You know what? She, I will give Bridget credit. um, And I'm very lucky because I don't have, well, Rory doesn't like spicy food, which, whatever. He's just as a Irish American kid that's like, I don't, I I know. Um, But Bridget likes spicy food. She, I would say she is a, I would never call her a picky eater because she'll try anything once. She is an opinionated eater. She's like, well, I don't really like that. But it's, my children are never going to not eat. Like, I, I talk to parents and are like, my kids just haven't eaten for like a day. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, that has never been a problem in my household. They will always eat. Even if it's something that they don't really like. They, you know, hungry above all else. So, you know, I'll take it. I'm lucky that way. They wake up too early on the weekends, but... They like to eat, so that's fine. Um, Anne Louise says mochi. You know, I like mochi, but I can kind of get it because the textures are super weird when you first have it. You're like, wait, I'm sorry, what? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, I don't love mochi, but I always put it down to uh, having a Western palate that's yeah really not had a lot of, of Asian, Japanese food influences so like the flavors of japanese desserts like red bean and that sort of thing it's it's not what i'm used to yeah yeah i mean i think it's just something that you you have to get adjusted to it's it's not and you know like we use a lot of dairy and stuff and i feel like that's not really dairy is not super a part of like asian cult i'm I'm saying asian like it's the biggest part of the world but it seems to me like dairy is not as important and we dairy is important in our desserts I feel mm-hmm. like um sure where am I also okay uh Dorothy says banana pudding no offense Dorothy is, comes on my trip to Galveston every year where I always make banana pudding and I was like rude but it's fine I don't really care no much. offense offense take it <laughs> yeah offense, take it Dorothy, yeah. you just sit there and eat Nilla wafers and yeah. shut up. Fuck off. Um, yeah. Denny says, lemon meringue pie, especially the meringue. I scrape off the top and eat the lemon pudding and crust. Marshmallows are a close second on my yuck list. <laughs> I have a, a co-worker who is like, I don't like meringue. It's really gross. Uh, he's like, meringue pie is disgusting. And then one time I made a lemon meringue and bought it and he was like, Oh my God, is this what real meringue is? And I'm like, yes, because yes. if you just go to Baker's Square and eat yeah. the weird chemical foam they call yes. meringue, of course it's disgusting. Of course. Mm, that sounds so good. And I don't even love a meringue, but that sounds good. Um, uh, Dorothy had to swoop back in and she says, also macarons. macarons. I can see that. Yeah. They're just so little. I know. It seems like a, a bit of a nothing burger for all that everybody... <laughs> Well, and it's just was definitely one of those things that like aesthetically look pleasing. Mm -hmm. I think it's like, look how cute these little, yeah, yeah. and they're little different colors. I'm in Paris. And Um, they also are tricky to make. You really have to get the knack of it to get it right. That sounds exhausting. Um, Kristen says strawberry shortcake and apple pie. Okay. 
I don't like I don't love strawberry shortcake only in that it's like I feel like I'm doing the work. <laughs> like I want it to be all together. I don't want to put it together. Well, the cake but, part I would say is the least appealing part. When you get the yes. strawberries and the whipped cream, I can make anything work with that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Lane says, "I spent the summer after high school working at the Norsk Nook, an undeservedly Norska, I'm sorry, Norska Nook, an undeservedly popular Norwegian restaurant in Wisconsin that always had long lines out the door during tourist season, and sliced and served an absurd number of slices of sour cream raisin pie. The name and ridiculous amount of meringue should be enough to turn someone away. But even at 16, I decided I'd get it. I would give it a fair shot with my 50% employee discount. I still carry the culinary scar with me. <laughs> Have you ever had that? No, I've never had it. I've never made it. But I'd like to just to see what it's all about. Me too. I actually like a sour cream oriented dessert. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... And I love raisins. I yeah. am a, a confirmed raisin lover, not a raisin hater. No, I like raisins too. Um, that's yeah. interesting to me. <laughs> Nature's candy. I mean, but Lane is warning us. So if we discard... Her warning, then it's it's on on us. Yes. Frankly, ha, you have you heard of you that? You sound restaurant? a lot like the judge in Housing Court. Just for the record. <laughs> <laughs> um, um have- I, it does definitely sounds familiar with me. I don't know if it's that particular restaurant or if in Minnesota there's something else named the Norris Canuck. Okay, well, I have I'll to look it up. All right, cool. Can you imagine um, it, rival Norska Nooks? <laughs> like what a rumble that would be. Around I mean, here, I would not doubt that <laughs> it might happen. Um, okay, Anne says, cherry pie. I'm also medium on cake in general. How dare you, Anne? <laughs> Just kidding. I think just, cherry pie is overrated. Um, like, it's yeah, not probably. bad. I think it's just overrated. Like, I just don't. It's it's low on the list of fruit pies, American-style fruit pies. Right. I as think they it, would say on Bake Off. Yes. It probably depends on the cherry a lot. Like, are you yeah. using regular yeah. cherries, or are they sour cherries, or what else is going in there? Well, you just open the can and dump it in the bake shell right. and buy at the store. Right. I, I have never made a cherry pie from scratch, because I ain't about to pit all those cherries. Oh, God, no. I was yep. telling Bridget the other day, because one of the one of the yogurts I got her was cherry-flavored, and I said, I do like cherry-flavored stuff. I don't eat that many cherries, because I don't want to deal with a pit. Like, I don't... It mm-hmm. irritates me that I'm again that I'm working to eat. I don't I don't want to do that every single for like every little thing you know every time I, I it makes me mad. Um, Ken says baklava and tarts. I don't like dry desserts where you need to drink water. <laughs> yeah, I could you know, give baklava a miss. Um, Dave hates I love baklava. Dave really. This is his like racism coming in, and I mean racism towards Italian people because he is, you know, Irish and in Boston. <laughs> he doesn't like Irish or he doesn't like Italian desserts, meaning he really doesn't like Italian cookies. He's like, they're too dry. I don't like them. Like you're he supposed always... to drink them, you're them with espresso or an Americano or. I know. Well, he's not doing that. He liqueur. just wants to like have a cookie, and he's like, I, there's no, there's no butter. I can't taste yeah. it. Crumbly. Yes. No, that's not. That's not um, his style. I have a show question here. Should we do the next two uh, entries and then save the rest for yes. the next show? Yes. For operation good... to be disclosed. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. All right. Next two. 
Who will they be? Amanda says, despite might be uh, might be a bit strong, but because I will still eat it once a year. But pumpkin pie is not my first choice. You know, I agree. Pumpkin pie, like and like you were saying, like pecan pie was not a part of your like growing up, your traditions in your family. Pumpkin pie was definitely not a part of ours at all. And I remember making it. I mean, I just made like the Libby's, whatever, the uh, recipe that was on the back mm-hmm. of the Libby's can. And I was like, that's it. I mean, I like the taste of pumpkin, but I was like, that's it. It just is so mushy. Mm-hmm. Um, that the t- I like it, but I was like, this texture is bizarre to me. It's one but- of those things where I think sweet potato pie is better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I like a pumpkin pie. I'm good for probably three a year, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and let's just say a wild card at some point in the autumn. I like uh, a pumpkin bread. I love pumpkin. Very bread. good. Mm, I, I made bread. a pumpkin pie and a sweet potato pie one year, and my family just really turned up their noses at oh. the sweet potato pie. So I don't know if it was just like they didn't want to try something new or they liked the pumpkin better, but. Yeah, pumpkin pie is another one of the things you can make it as simply or as complicatedly yeah. as yeah. you want. And I make America's yeah. Test Kitchen recipe because, duh. Obviously. Um, I mean, if you like a pumpkin good. spice latte, it's just that with actual pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, don't, get, don't get me started on people that complain about how pumpkin spice stuff has no pumpkin in it. It doesn't say it has pumpkin in it. It no. says right there in the name pumpkin spice. Yeah, come on, assholes. Ugh, so stupid. People like to complain. And then finally, Brandon says, I'm going to catch hell for this. Pumpkin pie. Well, no hell here. You no, know, no, listen, no. Listen, people have their opinions. It's okay. Yeah. It's it's very much a textural thing, yeah. too, I think. Yeah. I, I think there's a it, – it, it's, it's kind of a weird thing to think about making a dessert pie from a gourd. Mm-hmm. Right, so there mm-hmm. is a texture yeah. thing. There's a little bit of a flavor thing, and I I do think it's probably hard to come to it later in life. <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you try pumpkin pie for the first time as an adult and be like, mm, "This is delightful." Yeah. Hey, hey, Brandon, fuck you. It's <laughs> not <laughs> so, like one of us should do it because he kind of yeah. asked for it. Yeah, I, I like it. pumpkin pie is fine. How? Dare you. (laughs) You and your ass face. I'm just kidding. I just had to say that. (laughs) Uh, Eat eat what you like. That's the point. Yes. Yes. Just curious. Just curious to know what other people don't like. Some of it, you know, as I always say, it's like Keanu Reeves versus Nicolas Cage. Keanu Reeves, not for me, but I'm like, okay. I get it. Nicholas Cage. I don't understand. I just don't. Like, why? Just, why? Why? Why does anybody? Why? Why? Well, look, if somebody has to steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> right. <laughs> so like uh, pumpkin pie. I, yeah. I don't hate it, but I see it. I see yeah. it. Yeah. I see you and I see it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make a con air joke. We need to move on. <laughs> Ugh. We have a so lot gross of in that movie. Left. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yuck. That movie is so disgusting on so many levels. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Steve <More>. Buscemi. <laughs> More popular desserts that you despise coming up later. The undershirt. The I have an This eight. episode is just going to be <laughs> and and like Tourette's Tourette's naming. <laughs> Peace off. 
I'm done. I'm done. I think. I think I'm done. <laughs> that stringy hair. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. Okay. Really, I'm not finished. You sure? Not entirely, but let's go before I think of something else I hate about Con Air. Well, I mean, you're, you're on for medium talk, Ann. Yeah. But Am I? Do you, need oh, a, sh- do you need a breather? I mean. <sighs> okay. In, out, in, out. All right. Let's go to medium talk. I can do this. Um, uh, we're doing a special thing. Uh, I, I never know how to explain our thought process on this show. But let's say this this episode is coming out the week of Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. And we do not feel like uh, recording a show for the next week. So we're doing two in one tonight. We are doing a two-part show. Tishi is for the birds. And we're talking turkey. Uh, this week we're talking turkey, and next "quote unquote" week is that are we episode? just closing next week, or do we just want to just say that next week we'll continue the theme? Sort of. Exactly. We we will continue yeah. uh, talking about the bird. Uh, so for this show, we're going to talk about turkeys. I guess in nature, on the Thanksgiving table, um, how. Uh, one prefers to prepare them, all all the things associated with a turkey. Because my thought is, in the past, we have talked in great detail about Thanksgiving meals, but mostly the sides. We have talked about mashed potatoes and stuffing and your vegetables and all the everything, the accompaniments. But we really have glazed over, no pun intended, the centerpiece of the meal, the turkey itself. And I thought we should give it its due. Yeah. And yeah. there goes the sum total of my preparation for this segment. <laughs> <laughs> well, the bird is the word this episode. Yep. Right? Indeed it That's is. It. Yes. And since Christy's not here and her surrogate Jeremy is not here, does somebody need to just put out the disclaimer that Christy thinks that all Thanksgiving food is terrible because it's soft and mushy? I know, but then we'd have to go into the part where we say, who's been cooking you Thanksgiving dinner, if that's what you think? <laughs> yes. Yep. Okay, so potatoes w- are soft and mushy, but they're supposed to be soft and mushy. As long as they're not grainy, they've been prepared properly, it's delicious texture. Right. So go into the archives if you haven't heard that conversation six times, because we've, right. we've done it. <laughs> it's Christy's <laughs> obligation to be offended about Thanksgiving food because she has had very, very bad experiences with it. Yep. And we yes. cherish and honor that experience here at this show. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Bird now, time. Now, now, what are we going to talk about? So um, I, I think. Oh, go ahead. The, well, what the thought was that first, um, we we would talk about our turkey experiences, so mm-hmm. our interactions with turkeys. <laughs> Our, our various experiences cooking the Thanksgiving turkey, or I mm-hmm. guess not Thanksgiving turkey, if you've ever cooked a turkey any other time. I know that that has come up in the past with an argument on this show as turkey shouldn't be revered because nobody cooks it the rest of the year, which I would argue isn't mm-hmm. always true. No. And then somehow the Macy's Parade also ended up like <laughs> on this <laughs> Because there is a giant turkey float. Yes. Yes. There is a giant turkey float. On it that yeah. popped into my mind. So it has to. Um, well, I don't know where do we, okay, let's start with the birds when they're alive. I am afraid of wild turkeys. Oh, 
They are so scary, and they roam in packs around here. Oh, really? I see, yes. I mean, it's not, they're not like the jets and the sharks or anything. They're not, <laughs> not like hanging around the alleys. Yeah. They, they are the rival games of the Norsk and Nooks, actually. Yes, of course. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, they're just like in unison, like snapping together. <laughs> But they don't have fingers. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, um, that tickled me. <laughs> but there are there are packs of turkeys in the Twin Cities metro area, and they, um, you know, just like the deer have been sort of not domesticated, but are inured to um, mixing with people. Like yeah. the birds have their territories. There was a flock of wild turkeys that was like six or eight of them that apparently lived in the foliage in the center of a clover leaf that I would drive by all the time, a highway <laughs> clover leaf exchange. And so you'd see them in there all the time or in the surrounding areas. They, they, they get around. Um, moving around their territories. But if I see a pack of wild turkeys, like in the park where I walk sometimes, I will turn and go the other way because I don't want to chance that because they're such mean bastards. Gross. Hmm. Gross. So you're like, yes, kill them. Please get out of here. Get them out of here. I don't know. I don't know if these city turkeys taste as good as the country turkeys (laughs) do. Probably not. I feel like they're probably like all, you know... On heroin. Stringy. (laughs) (laughs) So I also, I'm not afraid of wild turkeys, but all those years living in Boston and working in Cambridge near Julia Ma's house, um, (laughs) the wild turkeys, they roam through Cambridge. And so I have been stuck in like a neighborhood on a side street because I could not pass because the turkeys are just chilling in the middle of the street. That is thoroughly annoying. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Turkeys do not give a shit. Yeah, they're bastards. I don't know. Is it because they're such big birds that they don't feel threatened by cars? <laughs> I mean, they, uh, they beat us. They were there first, I think, is their thing. That's true. That's true. Right? And they're an interesting evolutionary story, I think, because they're such a weird looking bird. Like, what evolutionary necessity got us to this point with turkeys? I. I don't That's know. a good question. Yeah, what's wrong with the world that made that a, a trait for living? Yeah, those like weird bald heads and the waddle and the round body. And I mean, I understand the the. I'm sorry, tail. you're talking about me or the turkeys? <laughs> you know how how is are? Do you shake your tail feathers? Well, I mean, when Sam's around, <laughs> uh, I'm not bald yet, though. That's that's yeah. I've only got two out of three. Yes. Someday. I don't really like birds in general. Like, no, I mean, I'm not me gonna neither. Li- I just don't. Oh, yeah. One time, and I don't know if this is true. This is unrelated to a turkey, just in that it's a bird. A girl we were friends with in high school. She used to like have a job taking care of this rich old lady's parrot when she was at. <laughs> like, I don't know why that was her job, but it was. And she said that a sign of affection from a parrot was when they barf on you. And I was like, I don't. I don't want to be around that. That's no, gross. I don't want the parrot to like me in that <laughs> no. case. Um, yeah, I don't really love a bird. They're so uh, pecky. Ugh, they, can, just they, so want... they can peck you. Yes. They can peck your eye out. There's no I was, cuddling. I was recently reminiscing about a boyfriend my mom had at one point when I was young. 
and um, how he was an awful person. I was getting into it with some detail. I, my Aunt Rose came to visit last weekend to come to our concert, and um, we were reminiscing about my childhood. And I can't remember this guy's name, but he ended up no longer dating my mother when he disappeared for several days and then came back, and we found out that he had drained his mother's checking account to go on a Coke bender. Oh. Um, yeah, real winner, right? Um, he had a bird. Uh, like a like a parakeet or something and uh yeah yeah gross the the, yeah. the reward like if you can't cuddle with it then why would you want to put up with all that other shit yeah and yeah. i know that yeah. from my time living in england that budgies are common pets for kids there maybe it's just because my friend had budgies but that seems to be something that's pretty normal there to have a little, little, little budgie so that's budgie fine. sounds like a lunchbox snack not a bird <laughs> They only okay. live for a couple of years, I think. But when you get like those African gray parrots or something, the ones that live for like 60 years or whatever, I don't know how long, but that is too long to commit to a pet that yes. could peck your eye out. Yeah. Not interested. I was going to invent a chocolate cake dessert called a fudgy budgie. <laughs> Like in the shape of a bird. And I just Googled it. And the closest I found is Little Budgie's Done a Fudgy, a potty training book by Ew, Simon Harris. No, 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 thank you. No, no. <laughs> well, as far as, as far as, as far as um, eating it, like, I mean, it's the question, like, light or dark meat. I don't know. Like, how do you prepare it? I really only have it. I mean, I've had some fried turkey, I guess. But we just, we really do it, like, I don't know, the typical way. We're not fancy in my family i also i also do not cook it i refuse because i do not i think i talked about this on previous uh thanksgiving episodes i'm not dealing with the innards of anything like that's not happening and my family we will buy a turkey because i'm not dealing with that i don't love turkey that much to do that i think and my mom can correct me if i'm wrong and she will she corrected me the last time i talked about her on the show she said I actually wore contacts for quite a long time. Not <laughs> oh. I was like, uh. okay. I stand corrected. But I believe she just gets the turkey. She puts it in one of those roasting bags and puts it in the pan and in the oven. And then X number of hours later, she takes it out. She doesn't do, she doesn't brine or any of that froofy stuff. And it's great. Yeah. That is the thing about turkey. You can kind of like... Do it pretty well, pretty easily. Yeah, you can like, do as much or as little as you want with a turkey, yeah. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bobby, have you gotten crazy with a turkey? Like, have you f- done a deep oh, fry? Of course have I you... have. I've I know, done... I know. I thought so I have you might not, have. I have not done the deep fry myself. Growing up, my uncle used to do the deep fry thing in the backyard uh, with zero safety precautions. So it was just the, the <laughs> burner, like the propane burner ring and the big pot and the oil and the bird and like a coat hanger used to pull the bird out from the, (laughs) yeah. This is what happened when, when you make deep frying turkeys illegal is people have to do it in the back alley with the coat (laughs) hanger. Yep. (laughs) God, I wish that was not true. Um, (laughs) I wish I hadn't said coat hanger, but it was a coat hanger. Uh, yeah, so I, you know, I had I had experienced that, and the the primary reason I haven't deep fried a turkey is the same reason I haven't deep fried anything at home, really. Which is, well, I have two. One, if you buy the oil, you take the ride, right? You're not going to buy all that oil and do it once. Like if you have one of those deep fryers at home, and I have a friend who has like a butterball 
I think even branded turkey fryer that's an indoor. It's just a giant deep fryer with a lid. You put it in there and you close it and it deep fries it in your house. Wow. And it just seems like such a bad idea. Yeah. But then he's always like, every time I come over, he's like, do you want tater tots? We're going to fire up the fryer. And like, (laughs) that's dangerous. Like, I cannot condone. Because if you have it, you're going to have to use it. You have to justify having it. That's like how I use the air fryer like twice a week because I have it. Yeah. And it's great to have when it's an air fryer. It's bad to have when it's what Pepperbelly Pete on Twitter, on the TikTok calls an airless fryer. <laughs> so so when you, ha- when you have a deep fat fryer like that, do you just have to leave the oil in it betwixt well, usings? And then does it you know, solidify or does it have a can, pilot light? You can drain it and put it back. If you filter it, you can use it a few times. Of course, it degrades. Right. So you have to kind of monitor that. And I mean, I'm very familiar with that from my Taco John days. Right. Because you did have to put, you had to turn it down to pilot every night. And then in the morning, the morning shift, right. which was often me, would have to come and drain it and strain it and clean the fryer and put it back in. Theoretically, that's what you should do after every time you use it. So right. Which is or- what I right. did at Taco John's, but I cannot say the same for <laughs> other people. I get the feeling most people making minimum wage at Taco John's probably weren't so worried about doing that efficiently. Right, right. Uh, but I have, um, I have, we've, we've done, we did several years in a row. We did the fresh turkey versus the frozen, which was a nice upgrade. A um, couple of times now I have like done a multi-day brine on the turkey. And the hardest part about the multi-day, like the whole brine thing is, like making room for it because you either right. need to do it in a cooler with ice water that you keep cold got to keep it out of that danger zone right so under 40 degrees or you have to like make room in the fridge for a turkey that's covered in salt for a couple of days for a dry brine right see i don't think and, i'd even get that far i'd be like where do i find a container that's large enough to brine a turkey in well i mean i get the cooler sitting right here in front of the air fryer so yeah, true yeah uh and uh so we've tried like the the heritage turkeys. Like we've gotten very close to going to the farm and like picking out Walter, meeting him, <laughs> coming back for him in six weeks. Oh my god! So yeah, we fooled around with all that, and then a couple of times we've just done like the turkey breast, uh, you know, partial turkey because just the two of us. So yeah. like, mm-hmm. I'll yeah. do a whole turkey because I like having all the leftovers. I like I like the sandwiches and turkey soup and all that, but. You know, eventually it's just a little much. Mm-hmm. Oh, my mom makes a great turkey pot pie. Mmm, mm. that sounds good. I would eat that are we doing, all day long. Are we doing full preparations here? Because uh, also mentioned that I have spatchcocked the turkey. <laughs> oh, a yeah, yeah. Times I'm pretty proud of it, actually. Uh, you know, we we still have a lot of. Um, like commercial style bakeware, uh, in, par- <laughs> in part from when Sam bought that massive mixer for me yes. many years uh-huh. ago, and it came yes. with some full, some half sheet pans. And of course, I like shopping at the restaurant supply store, so a lot of my random shit is that big anyway. And uh, I bought a pair of poultry shears one year, which are basically mm-hmm. just giant curved scissors for cutting the spine out of a turkey. And that's basically the only thing I use them for. But uh, spatchcocking a whole turkey and laying it flat out on a rack on a half sheet pan does make some amazing turkey skin. Are there people who don't know what spatchcocking is that we need a little bit more? I mean, is there more of an explanation to that? Well, it's, it's really just, it's a, it's a, it's a bare skin rugging a turkey, <laughs> right? <laughs> sorry. I, I just, I, I just found the show title. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, yeah, basically, you cut the spine out and you snap it down, uh, uh, and so that you lay it flat, and so that way the breasts and the legs are sort of equal in their size and density, the way they're laid out on the pan, so that they can cook at a more even pace. Because a turkey, in its natural shape, uh, the breast dries out by the time the dark meat's done, and that's no good. No, Mm-mm. right. That's why the dark meat is the best. You know what? Oh, I grew the up. dark meat is the best. Because it's dangerously undercooked. Well, but also, you know, I grew up being like a, my dad was the only one that liked the dark meat. My mom and I, we all were like, we like the white meat. We want the lighter stuff. And then I had uh, dark meat once. I was like, wait, what have I been doing? Why did yeah. I just trust this? It's the best. It's, yeah, it's you've like, been eating the wrong. This is like chicken thighs over chicken Yes. I, I didn't even. Well, okay. This is also called growing up in the 80s and the 90s when it was like being low right. fat is actually the best way to be. So yep. always having like a chicken breast. One time I was making, I don't know, some dumb crock pot thing and it was like, use chicken thighs. And I was like, okay. And they're so much better. They're so much better. We were fooled yep. this whole time. Yep. And the fat difference is marginal. No, and who cares about fat? That's so 90s to be like, right. I'm concerned about fat content. Can we yeah, well, here? They are scamming us. And I mean, the, the man. Mm-hmm. Wheat bread and white bread. Everybody's like, oh, white wheat bread's so much healthier, so much healthier. I mean, it kind of just depends on what kind of bread you're buying. Because really, it's not that much different. Yeah. No. They're, they're it, all kind of refined. It's a giant scam. And- but like, I had to live on like the shitty light wheat bread as a child because oh yeah some, yeah oh, oh, oh. yeah you might as well buy wonder bread I, I think when i took a nutrition class they they said it has to say 100 percent yeah. whole wheat yes on it. Mm-hmm. yeah and then then they're caught by truth and advertising laws but it but unless it says 100 percent whole wheat then it's all kinds of shit in there yeah right and it doesn't toast as well, so fuck you, wheat bread. <laughs> You're up there with Brandon on my list this episode. Anyway. Yeah, I don't know anyway. what we're doing. This, well, we have no plan for this year because we're leaving, oh, you know, right. we're leaving town Wednesday night, really. I mean, really, I think we're going to go to Boston Wednesday because we're flying out of Boston Thursday morning. And so I, I guess there's going to be turkey sandwiches. Like, maybe I should buy a turkey and cook it at my mother-in-law's house Wednesday night. I don't know. I, I've been, we've been so busy, I haven't even thought about it. I mean, I mm. could do a real quick spatchcock. <laughs> yeah. You know, bring the scissors <laughs> with me and nothing weird about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I really like, yeah, I mean, as you know, I really do like turkey and I, I do like the dark meat now, but it's really like, an, I like to, it's something that makes it like different than other days, but I really don't want it for the rolls and the gravy. Like that's what I, and the stuffing, like I like the sides a little bit better. I do like the Turkey, but sometimes I'm like, I'll have a little bit of Turkey dip it in the gravy. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a good, it's a good uh, receptacle. Like it, it's like a, you know, crudite (laughs) (laughs) for the other stuff for me. A gravy crudite. (laughs) Um, Let me pose this dark meat dilemma turkey legs i love the idea of a turkey leg yes they're yep. massive generally um they're a little bit messy so people aren't people don't fight over the turkey legs at least not in our family no but my mom's like and you love the dark meat here you can have a turkey leg <laughs> and in theory i love the idea of a turkey leg but god damn are those hard to eat i like, know what do you and they they there's so many like tendons and mm-hmm. i don't want to fuck with that yeah bits weird 
cartilage stuff Mm-mm. sticking out that you have to deal with. Mm-mm. I Mm-mm. I get to. It seems like such a waste, but it's so much work to get in there and then straight to the stockpot. Y- y- yeah, yeah. You got like grease all yeah. over your face and your fingers and. Well, so um, last week I went to uh, Worst Fest, which is the uh, like German festival in Worst, New Braunfels. Worst instead Worst. of Worst. Yes. Worst. R- Rory kept calling it a sausage festival, and I was like, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> He's like, is that what it means? And I'm like, uh-huh, little baby. <laughs> um, but he, anyway, so we're there, and I had, I did have some sausage, but they have a lot of turkey legs there, because it's like, whatever, I guess. Because it's like a Ren Fair, basically. Kind of, basically, because everybody's in, like, dirndls and, you know, dressing up in their German heritage. Yeah, it felt Lindsay's a little, son should be there. <laughs> it felt a little white pride-ish, to be honest. Oh. Uh, it was a little, like, oh, it feels uncomfortable to me. I, I mean, but, I Lindsay, maybe, maybe have your son uh, pass on that, though. Well, as long as the lederhosen doesn't. I have any Nazi? No, I know. Should be okay, right? <laughs> no, it, it was, it was. But you know, I'm always like, well, we're celebrating, you know, because the Sound of Music boys wore the later hosen. <laughs> so that's not anti-Nazi. I don't know what is. Oh, Liesel. <laughs> <laughs> um, but people were eating turkey legs, and I was like, that just seems well. You know, I, like our former podcast that we covered i'm i don't like anything where i need to have so many napkins at the ready it stresses me out i just get a little bit nervous about it and i'm just thinking it's a couple of tissues in bed that's fine a whole (laughs) bunch of napkins yes yes exactly that's that's the i just don't want to get so messy that's why i don't love like i you know i live in like this barbecue capital and i don't really like ribs that much because it's just too messy i don't i want to use a fork i I think that's why turkey legs are deceptive because you're like oh it comes with a handle (laughs) but in practice it doesn't work out that way yep exactly exactly Uh, all right um have we talked about eating the turkeys enough Yes, I think so. I think can so. We, can we talk about the parade? Does anybody else watch the parade? Um, yes. Can I tell you one quick story about the parade? Please. One, one time in Los, in Los Angeles. This is like one of, like, I love Dave. And sometimes if I get upset about something, then he'll, like, go too far into this. So we had, God, shit. We were living in Los Angeles. It was probably when I worked retail and, or he worked retail, and we had to get up the next day. So to start you know, the Christmas season. So we did, you know, we're going to get up, watch the Macy's Day Parade. This is going to be one day to relax. And our cable was out. And I think it was this cable called like Adelphia. I think that's what it was called. I don't think it exists anymore. But it was one of those that just like randomly went to our apartment complex and it wasn't working. And I was so pissed. I was like kind of storming about being a brat about stuff. And he called Adelphia and was like, my wife wants to watch the Macy's Day Parade. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want to watch it that bad. Like, I'm kind of embarrassed that you, like, made such a big deal about this. Um, but, yeah. I But I do love it. I, I really do love watching it, though. It, much like um, NPR coverage on Election Day, it stresses me out. Because I don't think anybody is ever prepared for the live part. I mean, it's not even really done as live anymore. But, like, just the... They don't do well, and it's nervous-making because things go wrong. No, they all have their sheets of fun facts that they can (laughs) drop in at any time, but it doesn't sound natural. Like, you know when they're reading off the paper, the fun fact off the paper, and then depending on um, which... 
uh, broadcast network, you're watching like, oh, let's let's um, cut to this interview with this star of the new NBC sure uh-huh. to be hit show. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's weird that you're here on this NBC broadcast. Yep. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, the nice thing about that is because it's going to be a rare break from CBS football for me. I will go. Hopefully two whole hours without an ad for So Help Me, Todd. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's it's pretty corny. I mean, sometimes they'll have a Broadway thing there, but, you know, they can't really sing uh, live or, you know, I mean, they're no. always lip syncing. And so that's also an awkward right. thing. I mean, I do like to see the yeah. floats, but yeah, it's a little I, awkward. I, fi- I find the Broadway th- uh, numbers stressful because yes. obviously they're not on the sets. No, exactly. The, so like, how do you stage a Broadway number without any of the sets or props or anything, you know, standing on a, a giant square that is, has like Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade <laughs> painted on it? Like, how do you make that work? And I don't they're, know. they're always great, but I think it sort of uh, loses some of the magic of the show. What I am here for uh, are the marching bands mm-hmm. and the dance troops, like yes. Dance Kids of America or whatever that one <laughs> is called. <laughs> Love no. it. Love to see a young person getting their sort of dream fulfilled yeah. through the arts. Like yeah. they've been playing the clarinet in the band since fifth grade and now oh my God, they're in New York and they're in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. That is special. It's pretty cool. Well, I'm sorry, but we need to cut away from that now because Lily Santiago from La Brea is standing by. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. I think it's great. And I do, and I love the floats, except the lip syncing pop celebrities on the floats also really <laughs> oh. stress me out too. Oh, That's, it's bad. Some bad. like Disney star, like Nickelodeon star or something. You're like, oh, yep. I'm so uncomfortable with this. Your parents are shoving you out there. Go perform. Yeah. 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 I, d- I don't yeah. like it. And I will say also, were there always so many goddamn commercials? I think there probably were, but I feel like they go to a commercial every two minutes now. I know. I wonder if it's because we're just like not as, you know, used to commercials anymore that it's sort of shocking when it happens. You're like, what? Wait, what? I don't know. I don't know. My kids delight in commercials now because they're like, ooh, I want that. And they're so not as used to it where uh, we would just go to the bathroom, but, or whatever, go get a snack. But yeah, no, it is pretty, it is pretty annoying. And, but you have to think this whole thing was, it's all ads. It's all yep. sales, you know? That's the whole reason behind it. I it's better only in comparison to the Disney Christmas Day parade. Oh god. Yes. Because the the Disney Christmas Day parade is is blatant advertising yes. because yeah. I mean you have the normal commercial breaks, but then they have commercial breaks within the parade. Mhm. Exactly properties that they're advertising and that's pretty bad so So there for all the horrifying commercialism of the macy's parade there's still a little bit of magic when santa rides into times square on the sleigh float and all of that like (laughs) it's cool it is (laughs) (laughs) sorry it's the beginning of the season i want it that makes me want to watch uh miracle 
on 42nd Street. I love that. I love that movie. That's one of my favorite Christmas movies. And you can do that right after Brian T. tells us about the next season of <laughs> Chicago Med. <laughs> oh, my God. Are they going to do a crossover? Chicago Med with Chicago Fire with... I'm sure they already have. I, I have to imagine that they have. Oh, I yeah. uh, they have, but yeah. I just want to know how the lives of all these heroic <laughs> people are going to intersect in unexpected ways. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to get really intense when Chicago Power and Light gets their spinoff. <laughs> sanitation. Yeah, that actually might be interesting. That might be interesting. Honestly, <laughs> that might be the most interesting. Uh, one man's trash is another man's treason. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, I just wrote it. I gotta you go. Did it, I yeah, gotta you did. You, you've watched too much NCIS. You yeah. are familiar, too familiar with the structure of this stuff. Oh, I have a confession about that. Um, so I have not, as as mentioned in a recent episode, I have not watched. Uh, but no. you, all, I was not. I I've lost ever since. Uh, you know, it, it's been a couple of years now, and of course. Uh, you know, there's been some major mm-hmm. cast changes, and the plots don't. I mean, they're different, but they're the same. They're different, but they're always right. the same. Uh, I haven't, uh, I haven't caught up, but but I did catch a couple episodes of Gary Cole helmed NCIS oh. the other day. What? As we were home. So yeah, Gary Cole is now the Silver Fox. He's the Mark Harmon. Yes, he is. As the in, new I'm going to need you to come in on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> Gary yeah, Cole? that Gary as Cole. in the vice president in the West Wing. Actually, that which... Gary Cole, he's great. Gary Cole is great. Like he should not be doing this, but I'm sure it was just like, hey, Gary Cole, how about we back a dump truck of CBS money out to you? And... Would you like a literal bag with dollar signs printed on it? Do you want a new, you know, weekend home? Here you go. Yes. So they quickly figured out a way to work him in a couple of years ago, and now it's very much Gary Cole. Uh, and I have to say. It's not as good. Like, no. I realized that it was dumb before, but it's gotten somehow even dumber. I, I really think those shows are built on the cast. Because, as you say, it's the same basic plot or same structure every week. Uh, it's all about whether you like the people that yeah. are right. <laughs> performing the same plot every week. And I they that was a good cast. I mean, it's not my show, but I could see, again, the Keanu thing. It's not for me, but I could totally understand why other people like it. But, you yeah, know, right. changes, as you say. Yeah. We've watched Sean Murray grow up on that show over the last 20 years. Like, True. It's, yeah, these are these are just nighttime uh, soaps at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with more guns. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're already I don't know. Have you, have you watched General Hospital? There's a Macy- lot of guns on General <laughs> yeah. Hospital. Say, no, I have not. Yes. Macy's Parade. Uh, I, I could take or leave the Macy's Parade most times. I do like the marching bands. My mom has told me that this year her goal, because everybody's spread out, we're leaving. My aunt's husband is having some, some medical stuff taken care of right now, and so he's going to be laid out for Thanksgiving, sitting that one out. And so she's just like, I'm going to get in my pajamas and watch the entire parade from end to end for the first time in 30 years. Mm, said, four okay. hours that's good, sounds great yeah sounds nice yep. i would do it i mean i yeah. what comes after the parade the dog show right yes. 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 Maybe the dog yes. show on thanksgiving and christmas i think yep. 
Ooh, that that good. I will watch from beginning to end if I can, except that, you know, we always have kind of a Christmas lunchy thing. It's a, like Hillary, I know your family does dinner, dinner. Yeah, but we, we do, we do them more like 1 p.m., 2 p.m. kind of thing. So yeah. that can interfere with the dog show. <laughs> yes. Damn it. I know. They're just so cute. They're so cute. They're so cute. <sighs> I know. Any excuse to watch John O'Hurley for an afternoon. (laughs) I know. Taking self-parody to new heights. (laughs) Uh, But whatever the actual the dog expert that they have paired with him is really good. Yeah. So I'll I'll sit through a few hours of John O'Hurley for that. Yeah. And you'll learn more about that after this interview with Oliver Platt, who I had no idea is on Chicago Med. He was also in The Bear on a very small... Oh, I haven't watched oh, yeah. that yet. Yeah. Yeah. He was in yeah. like two episodes, yeah. right? Yeah. He was barely in it, but yeah. Pe- people I know who are restaurant world people say it gave them really bad flashbacks. Yeah. No. I, like, I, it gave me bad really flashbacks up? and I never worked in a restaurant. I know. So well, I was like... Ooh. I mean, we'll have maybe we we'll do like a long delayed discussion of the bear after you watch it, Bobby. But yeah. uh, <clears throat> I'll just say that the last episode, I was disappointed, extremely disappointed on how they wrapped up uh, that season. So maybe I was the only one, but I thought they took the easy way out. With that, are we done with turkey talk for this round? Yes, I think so. I think then so. we need to ask the question of the week. What is your preferred turkey preparation method? How do you cook a turkey? Or when a cur- t- turkey is cooked for you, how is it cooked? And and maybe we should throw in, if you, if you like, you could answer the dark meat, white meat yep. question too. Yeah, I would also mention their stuffing or dressing. Do you stuff the bird or do you do it outside the bird? A little bit of both. that's all sort of semantics. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but People I mean, get so I... passionate about the difference yeah. between the two and i'm like whatever it's delicious carbs with grease in it yep stuffing on the bird messes up the cook time of course if you spatchcock it there is no stuffing it there's right. no it's flat mm-hmm. flat bird i went to um i went to cafe zuni which is a restaurant in uh, san francisco that is freight well-known kind of institution i went there uh fun fact on um gay pride uh weekend we accidentally went to the parade because we were Seems in, a little on the nose yeah we we were in san francisco to see matt in an opera and we had sunday matinee tickets and then we came out of the bart at parade ground zero and we we're like oh my god all these naked men <laughs> um <laughs> but so the bar at cafe zuni when we went for dinner was something to behold but they have this thing there, which is their roasted, it's chicken, but, you know, whatever, turkey, chicken. Um, and you have to order it immediately when you walk in the door because it takes so long to prepare. But then they have something that comes with it that's called bread salad, which is Love just it. giant stuffing cubes, yes. essentially. Yes. Oh, my God. You could fill up a bathtub with that stuff, and I <laughs> would be so happy. People... If you're in San Francisco, go to Cafe Zuni. Yeah. It's so good. Yep. And you can get very drunk there, <laughs> as I have observed. Uh, the All bread right, won't well, stop you. Nope. Nope. Oh, not if you try. So tell us about your preferred turkey preparation method. Uh, and let's go on to some Tishi Recommends, Hillary. 
Um, okay, my first recommendation for this episode is The Crown. It's back, and I'm going to finish it this weekend. But the reason why I'm recommending it is Anne, the woman that plays um, Diana, is an actual tall. She's so Ooh. tall. She's so tall, and I love it. Well, and it's funny because, okay, the one critique, I actually really, really like this season, mostly, uh, probably because it's like, the, it occurs when I remember them the most so it's like oh it's the stuff that I remember um there's a couple of things that I learned I learned that um what's her, her, her Diana's lover Dodie Alfayed you know who his cousin is I did not know this see I always have Wikipedia open on my phone when I'm watching <laughs> the crown his cousin is Jam- or was Jamal Khashoggi which I didn't know Get I was like wow yes yeah. I know his mom was Jamal Khashoggi's aunt so huh. I mean that I don't know if they were close or not, but he was anyway. But hmm. um, a woman named Elizabeth Debicki is playing um, Diana, and she's been in some stuff. Like she was oh, in yeah. Widows, which I, I did her. not see. She's six three, and you can tell she's so tall. Like she is so tall, and she's—I mean, she towers over the man Dominic West, who plays um, Charles. That's my only critique. The problem with Dominic West, I don't personally find Dominic West like. He doesn't do it for me. He's not like, but I know people that think that he's really hot. It's just, he's just not. Do y'all know who he's that better is? looking than Charles? Well, that's the thing. And somebody pointed it out. It's not even the like better look. It, yes, he is better looking, but he's like virile. <laughs> like he like just. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and Charles just. I know Charles like has sex, but like or did. I don't know if he still does, but like he just doesn't seem sexy at all to me. And he I don't think like to anybody a, else. A, a stiff noodle quality if that can be a thing yes and and dominic west when they're kind of reenacting the you know conversation that gets leaked that he has with camilla about like wanting to be her tampon or whatever it plays very like romantic and sexy whereas i feel like if charles (laughs) says it you're like like it's just royals they're just like us (laughs) i know they're disgusting Um, anyway, so I, I am really enjoying it. I thought they did a whole one focused on Dodie's father, which I was like, why are we in Pakistan right now? What's like in the fifties, what's going on? But it was really, really interesting. Now I will say Peter Morgan, the guy that created and writes the crown, he is mm, somewhat of a royalist. Um, you know, it's very like. Uh, very sympathetic to the queen. Now they make her look silly in some ways, but it's very sympathetic to the monarchy as a whole. And the man that's playing Philip is, oh, what is his name? He was in, uh, Jonathan Price is his name. He was like the voice of, he was the guy that did the infinity ads when we were kids. And he right. was also like an Evita and stuff. And he always seems to me like kind of a sweetie. So him playing Philip is weird because Philip was a dickhead. You know, Philip was like a racist old, I don't know. I just don't have sympathy for him usually. So this one, I was like having sympathy for Philip. I'm like, I don't want to have sympathy for Philip. I don't like him. <laughs> uh, but I am enjoying it. It's This is the thing. They spend so much damn money on that show that it is beautiful to look at. Even if you're bored, it's beautiful to mm-hmm. look at. But yes, Elizabeth Debicki is 6'3". So I enjoy it, that. They seem like, not that they not that they didn't in the beginning, but it seems fairly obvious that they're playing fast and loose with the details. Oh, yeah. Oh, on this yeah. right now, I think maybe yeah. it's because in the earlier seasons of The Crown is is not within the lifetime of most yeah. of us watching yeah. it. Yeah. But now, as you say, we're getting into an era that we can actually remember. Yeah. 
Exactly. And so now the the fudging of the details for television becomes more apparent. It's just sort of like the crown falcon crest. Yes. Oh, it's totally because you're like, how do you know that they had that conversation? Like, you mm-hmm. don't really know that that conversation happened. That's sort of silly or, you know, how people went. And sometimes they'll do things sort of at the same time, like, you know, <sighs> Elizabeth and Philip were having a problem in their marriage or whatever. They're talking about being bored in their marriage and something else is happening parallel, which you're like, I don't think that was happening in a parallel, you know, at the same time, mm-hmm. even if that did actually happen. I don't think that that happened at the same time. The one, another episode, which this is actually what happened, but I thought the episode was good, but it was about them finding the Romanovs like ruin. I'm not ruins. Um, their, like their their tomb or their bodies yeah, or, or their bodies because yeah. they were like burned um and they had to use like philip's dna because he was related to the mother and i was like god the royal family across europe is so gross like they're all related to each other and it's all <laughs> yep. so fucking weird <laughs> yep um anyway i am enjoying it i'm gonna when we're done with episode two i'm gonna saddle on in and Watch episode seven. We need to finish episode one. I know. Let's go. We got to go. (laughs) So this will Uh, conclude part one of Turkey Talk. Talking Turkey. Jive Turkey. No, wait. That's coming up in episode two. (laughs) You can get involved with the show at thisshowhaseverything.com. Find the Facebook group uh, by searching for This Show Has Everything. You can uh, uh, find uh, a thin archive of our Twitter at fuck Elon Musk. We're out. Mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> Email us at tshishow at gmail.com. Send us a voice memo like Lindsay did to get on the show. You can fax us your preferred turkey recipes at 617-354-8513. Of course, find us at AOL keyword Tishi. And until next time, thank you for joining us. That was everything about the bird, literally in the sense of turkey. More to come. Happy Thanksgiving.
I'm the next guy. Got the right body and the right mind. Rolling up the party, got the right vibes. Move like haters. More to come right after this interview with Deborah Pratt, <laughs> the original voice of Ziggy on the reboot of Quantum Leap.